Hi, my name is Danny, and I am a horticulturalist. Welcome to my little podcast, Leaves, Stems and Roots. Hello, my dear leaflets. Today is going to be very different. Um, quote, trees are green, Danny King, circa 1990s. Howdy doody. Um, just a bit of admin before I start. Thanks for all your kind words of encouragement and rating of the show. It really does help. If you haven't yet, please rate the show. It does help grow the audience. To help with the setup and continuing of the show, you can now subscribe if you want to. Bites and my ladies will be put on hiatus, but we'll still be going with the main episodes. So today we are going to be talking about different things that you've asked me, either through my website, stemsleavesandroots.com, or on Instagram at stems underscore leaves underscore and underscore roots underscore with underscore Danny. And I think also I will be having a bit more on TikTok too. I am trying to make it as easy as possible for you to listen to it and interact with me with questions, comments, and yes, even criticisms. So let's get on with it. As I said, this is going to be a bit different of an episode. This is off the cuff. Did you know that I script these usually? And this one, I have a bunch of questions, but I haven't actually written the answers for, so it's just going to be me waffling. These questions are in no particular order. I could have looked at these and gone, hmm, maybe I should have put these in some kind of order, but no. Okay, let's get on with it. So, Danny, why a podcast? Why not just blog it? Oh, come on, guys. Blogging is so 1990s. Also, I think I like the sound of my own voice. I've been told so many times lately that I have a voice for radio, probably the head for it too. Just joking. So it's easier to talk, isn't it? And I like to waffle, as you can you'll notice after this episode. I actually start from one tangent and go to the other. That is why I have to script these things, because if I don't, I will start with A, go to Q, then probably back to B, and then end up with Z and then forget that I forgot about F. So this is why we script. Um why are there so many gaps between episodes? Yes, and I, I really apologize for this one. I am really trying hard to get back into some kind of routine. Um, as I said earlier, I will be putting my minis and bites on hiatus at the moment because I I just don't have the time and I really like doing these big episodes for you but me trying to do everything else as well and I work full time and I do a whole heap of other things as well which I'll talk about later. I think I just overdid it and if any of you lovely people out there actually know me you'll go, Danny, doing too much. (laughs) So instead of me completely and utterly just giving up, which sometimes happens. I'm sure I'm not the only one there. You think, oh my gosh, I've got too much to do. Um, I have decided that I will just keep going with the episode, see how we go. And then, but I think also with the bites that I may be the only one really interested in insects because I've just had a look at my statistics of when 
most of my episodes are downloaded and it is more the, the big episodes. Everyone likes them, but no one really likes the bites. None of them really get listened to, but my ladies do. So my minis. And I think as a gardener, as a female gardener, it is important to talk about our um, the women that paved the way for me. And I really would like to keep going with that. Um, but I think we might just put it on a break, a bit of a pause, if you like, for now, and we'll see what 2024 brings us. So Danny, tell me about your garden. My garden looks a little bedraggled at the moment. It's a good word, isn't it? Bedraggled. It's, um, just looking a bit tired, I think. But the good thing about spring is even in the tiredness, there's a lot of beautiful flowers and they've come up and said, hello. So that's great. Um, So what have I got in there? I do have a bit of a veggie patch. My gorgeous neighbours gave me some fantastic veggies to plant just yesterday. So I'm looking forward to planting them. I have buds on my apple tree. Uh, my lemon tree is just ridiculously full of wasp gall. It hasn't been this bad in a while. I think usually I do give it a big prune, but I didn't this year. And I don't think I've done it a few in a few seasons. See, I look after a garden at school and I also have my own uh, garden that I do for different clients. So the last thing I want to do is to come home and look after my own garden, which is just very sad, I know, and I do need to get in there. And but I um and there's certain things that I just love about my garden. So I have um as I've spoken about in previous episodes, some beautiful natives, uh bottle brush, which is just gorgeous. It's a big tree. Um I think it's a Viminalis, which is the weeping bottle brush, and it is full of red, beautiful flowers. I just love the bottle brush. There is also Prostanthera ovalifolia, which is the Australian mint. We also have the Australian native hibiscus, which is uh, Allergine hoogly. I also have some eucalypts that I have um, grown from seed and some corias. I've got Correa reflexa and Correa dusky bells. I also have Croia, which is one of my favourite um, flowers. That's in a pot and I think the pot is now looking a little bit – I think I need a better pot actually. Uh, what else have I got? Um, other than natives, I've got roses. They haven't been done for a while either, but they are actually looking very pretty. Um, and I have some salvias, like the the red lipstick one, which is just beautiful. I've also got, I'm just trying to think, um, I've got a buddleia which I put in the most ridiculous place in the whole of the world. I don't know why. I put it just outside my back door, which doesn't sound too bad, but it 
it's just, it, yeah, it's not great. I need to, every now and again, I need to give it a big chop. And as I said, I haven't really been doing that much lately and I will get in there. My son sometimes helps me with that. So that's good. We've also got a uh, quarter line, which has just gone outly nuts. And I really need to, again, cut it back because it's just ridiculously tall. Um, every now and again, we get orb spiders in there, which I love. So I, I use that as an excuse of not, um, cutting it back, but I have this horrible feeling it's going to fall one day. And, you know, luckily I don't have a dog anymore. I mean, I, I really miss my dog actually in five days, it'll be a year since he passed away and I am still sad. Um, but, um, yeah, and I have an indoor cat, so she wouldn't get squished either. But, you know, I do have a son, but I don't think he'd get squished. Anyway, that'd <laughs> be something to think about, I guess. Uh, so I also have strelitzia in the front, which is Birds of Paradise. And I've also got other cacti in the front. Um, I got a dragon fruit cacti the other day. I didn't realise it was a succulent. Um, I had no idea. I hadn't really thought about it actually, but I ordered one from diggers and no, I am not, um, they do not sponsor me. <coughs> they, um, but the good thing about them is that I was asked this morning actually about, well, won't dragon fruit not work because we're in Melbourne and the good thing about diggers is that they give you a, kind of like a fact sheet of the state you're in and whatever you're buying, they'll give you a rundown of how to properly, you know, make sure it works for you. So it's silly to be able to, it would be silly if they sold these things and then said, well, no, it's not going to fruit, which is why you get them. Yeah. But being a succulent, very easy to propagate. So very excited. Um, again, this morning, my friend said to me, oh, you should end up and have a dragon fruit farm. He doesn't sound like that at all. Question four, what's my favorite plant? I've been asked this quite a lot and it's hard to answer. It's almost like asking what your favorite band is or your favorite movie or favorite TV show. I think it depends on the mood. Although, as I said earlier, croia, croia flowers are just beautiful. They are so delicate. They remind me of um, a baker would do on a on a cake. Um, I just I just think they're beautiful, and they're that beautiful, very soft pink color, which are just gorgeous. Eucalypts are also a favorite of mine. Artily adore eucalypts. And um, bottle brush, as I spoke about before, the Viminalis outside my window is just beautiful and I like watching it. Now, non-natives, I really like magnolias. I just think they're beautiful and those giant ones are just amazing. I can't believe they're real sometimes. Um, I also really love camellias. Um, I have a client actually who has different camellias throughout her garden and some of them have been self-seeded or she's just um, 
planted them different places in her garden. They're just beautiful. I quite like salvias. It does depend on the salvia. So I got this question, number five, quite a bit. Do you really plan to grow and propagate all that you have said throughout the episodes? And yes, I have I have a whiteboard and I've actually written on what ones I want to start to propagate and to do. So I don't know if I, one of them in, in I did was uh, grafting and I started grafting the lemon tree at school and uh, it has kind of taken, now that sounds weird, I know, but I, I did the graft on two different branches and one branch, it didn't work at all. It kind of just died. But the second one seems to have um, taken. I haven't checked it for a while, but I did check it probably about a week ago and I was very happy to see that it was still green. So I'll continue letting you know what's going on with that one. And I will continue on with other ones that I have said that I do as well. So yes, this is a weird one. Um, What do I listen to when I garden? Well, weirdly enough, I listen to podcasts, but not gardening ones. I listen to mainly true crime, but I also listen to um, ones that will actually make me laugh. So I listen to one, um, an interviewer one, and I also listen to um, a Buffy rewatcher one, which is fantastic. I also listen to a lot of audiobooks and that keeps me sane as well. And music, really. Let's just face it. I do like my music. So that's what I listen to too. So Danny, what's your background in horticulture? That's a very good question there. Well, it all started when I was about 18 and I did an advanced certificate in farming And I actually um, did horticulture for the very first time and it was really good. And um, I had a very, it was a really, really good course. It was like 75% practical and 25% um, theory, which at that time I thought was all I could do. Question seven, what is your background in horticulture? Well, it all started very weirdly. At 18, I did an an advanced certificate in farming and I was more excited about the horticulture side to it. I then went to Dookie College. Yes, that's exactly what it was called. It It is and was a part of Melbourne University and I did agriculture there for a little bit and then transferred to natural resource management. And then I came home. I worked for the tax distribution centre, which was so much fun. Well, it's so much fun if you can think of people ringing you up and yelling at you because they haven't received their tax packs. Yes, that was back then. Um, I then was a printer for the same company, and I quite liked that. I ended up doing that for quite a while. And then I just got to the point where I didn't want to be inside anymore. And I actually really wanted to do horticulture again, but I didn't know how to at that time. And I 
had a mate called Matt who had a mate who was owner and boss of a native nursery and I ended up being there for three and a half years. My mate Matt unfortunately passed away at the beginning of this year but I think he would have got a kick out of this and for me thanking him for starting off my horticultural um, journey if you like. Um, so while I was at the native nursery, I went back to uni and did a part-time course in horticulture at Burnley College. So after the nursery, and I did enjoy the nursery, but I was going through some stuff myself, so I had to do some other things. So I wanted to get into gardening, um, and I started working for a few more, few few people and I started trying to do some of my own work. Um, It was a weird time. I learned a lot and it's how I learn best is on the job. Um, But I also learned how not to be a prick of a boss, excuse my language, but um, I had some pretty dodgy bosses back then Um, I had one guy tell me that I didn't have what it took to become a horticulturalist, but I really think it was just because the way I am, I did it methodically and I was very good with the detailed work and he wasn't. So instead of trying to make himself better in his work. He just belittled me, which never happens. (laughs) Anyway. Um, so yeah, I then started just working for myself, which was good. Um, and about six years ago, I started working at a school, um, and I started taking the Stephanie Alexander kitchen garden program, the garden side. Um, and I, I love it. I love the kids and the the teachers I work with are great and the school I work with is really good. Um, so that is my journey thus far of horticulture and I love it. I was talking to someone the other day and I think if you love your job, that's half the problem, half the problem. That's half the battle, you know. They talk about when I was working, um, I worked at a superannuation company for a while. <laughs> yes, it was as boring as it sound. And I just remembered how this woman there was saying, I hate my job, I hate my job. Well, do something about it. I hated it too, so I left and did my what I wanted to do. But um, I just don't understand that. You're at a place for more time a day than anywhere else surely you should do something you love. And these days it's a little bit easier than when I first started out. And I'm not trying to say that it was um, easier or harder or whatever, but it is what it is really. And being a woman in a predominantly male industry sometimes can be a bit tricky. Um, and this is to the women out there who do who does horticulture And you do get those people who say, I would rather a man, thank you very much. They're a lot stronger. 
It's that detailed work that we're good at. And I think a lot more people are realizing that. I get many people ringing me up and asking for me because they prefer that detailed work. Not saying that um, men can't do detailed work because I have some great mates who are um, in the horticultural business and they do fantastic work, um, both male and female. It's just sometimes a bit tricky for us. Anyway, this was a question from one of the kids at school. What is the smelliest plant you have ever smelt? Now, I'd love to say it was that massive one in the botanical gardens that apparently smells like death. I haven't actually smelt that one, but I am going to do an episode on smelly plants in the future. But the one that really makes me just shudder with the thought of it is Baronia mollus. When I was at the native nursery, we did cuttings and actually the only time that the boss said, oh, don't worry about it, I'll do these ones, was Baronia mollus. It gave me a massive headache, but it was also really, really smelly. It kind of smelled like vomit. I know that sounds weird. And you know what's weird about Baronia is that some people, my mum being included, cannot smell it. And I find that just bizarre because it, oh, it was disgusting, that smell. And I my dad has a brown baronia at home, at his house, and mum can't smell it. And I just, I just don't understand. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. So the other question I get is what do, what do I think I'm going to achieve from this podcast? I don't think I will go viral. <laughs> I don't think I will grow my audience to a ridiculous amount, but I do hope that I get a steady amount of audience that enjoy gardening and different aspects of gardening like I do. And I hope I can impart some of my knowledge to you. And I hope I learn something on the way as well. This whole podcast business is actually a lot uh, more interesting than I expected. And it is a little bit challenging at times. Um, I've just come to realize that what I've been doing wrong with the um, the recording, I do have a bit of a, a good setup now. I have to make sure that my cat isn't in the room because she gets a bit noisy at the moment. I also realize that I can't have my heater on when I'm recording. Just different things that you just don't expect until you're doing it, which is like everything, I guess. So yeah, that's about the size of it, I guess. So the very last question that I have is what do I do when I'm not doing anything garden related? Well, I have a little bit that I do. I do art, I do watercolour and I also do drawing. So at the moment I'm doing a challenge of Inktober. So every day I've done something in ink, which is just great. Today I did an octopus and um, He's lovely. Mostly I do flowers, which is weird, don't you think? Um, 
what else do I do? I do Taekwondo. I did two hours this morning of technical stuff and my legs are absolutely killing me now. I play Minecraft with my son and we also play different other games. We play ping pong a lot. Um, and the other thing is that I watch a bit of telly. I like um, soaps like Grey's Anatomy and things like that, but I also like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I read and I listen to podcasts, as I said earlier. The next episode of the season, which will be on aquaponics, will be coming out shortly. I'm going to be hopefully recording tomorrow and you'll get it in the next couple of days. So thanks for listening, my dear leaflets. All sources pertaining to this episode will be in the show notes or you can find them through my website, stemsleavesandroots.com. Until next time, my dear leaflets, toodaloo. All media pertaining to this episode will be in the show notes. Please follow through Instagram and we now have a Facebook group. Tell me about your kitchen gardens. Please remember to rate and review. And remember to pull up your plants so we can get dirty. Blop, blop.